0: Hi everyone, welcome to this next episode of the Future is Human podcast and oftentimes when I'm hired to consult with a company or coach leaders or uh, present at a conference, I'm asked to present or provide case studies and uh, I'm always happy to do that off course because if you have a case study and you know, okay, uh, this is how this was applied, then it can help contextualize how you could apply it. So I, I, case studies have huge value from that perspective. Um, in today's environment, though, you have to be careful of confidentiality. And so whenever I do a case study, I never use the company's actual name, um, never use uh, you know any real names or anything like that. And so I have to be cautious of that. But, but in the spirit of being asked often about case studies, I wanted to share an example today of you know, an organization that I'm working with that is going through a tremendous amount of change, which almost every organization could say that they are. Um, this particular organization is, um, it's, it's in the medical industry and it is going through a challenge where they're going through digitization. They're shifting to a new platform, uh, for, um, Uh, patient information and, and all of that stuff. And then they're also having to get people to switch their mindset from the comfort of using the previous system and then being able to use this new system. Now, a lot of companies, when they do digital transformation, a lot of times they make it IT specific. So IT is the leader of the project and a lot of times and i'm generalizing this isn't true for every organization but a lot of times it approaches it from a project management standpoint which is great however they're not overlaying the human change element to that digital transformation so they're they're focused on the technology and what it can do they're focused on streamlining simplifying automating which is all wonderful but a lot of times they bypass that human reactions piece to those changes. So in my you know in my work with clients over the years I've always said that if you're doing a digital transformation project you must overlay it with change leadership so that you're you're actually dealing with the 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 human responses to the changes on a one to one basis. Now some leaders some CEOs can get you know uh, well we're already investing all this money in the technology why would we invest Equal amounts of money in the change leadership? And the answer is simple. It's because you want everybody to embrace the change. You want everybody to be up to speed and be able to run with it. You don't want them to have to react and adapt to the change once the technology is in place. So there's a cost to that. So a lot of companies invest in the technology expenditure and then they lack matching that technology expenditure with the human investment expenditure. So change leadership specifically. Um, how is change leadership different than change management? Change management is reactionary. So that's exactly where, you know, let's say you've done a change and now everybody's reacting and you're having to get them up to speed. So that's change management. Change leadership is, is proactive and it's very similar to project managing, it's, but it, the difference is it's around people. So you're anticipating, and you can leverage AI for this too, for patterns, and I do this with my, my when I'm prepare, preparing and working with my clients, I do patterns around, okay, this is the types of people in the organization, um, you know, how, what percentage is embracing the change, what percentage is challenged by the change, and then I'll use AI to say, can you parse this data for me and tell me, like, what does that mean for change success? So um, I use AI for a variety of reasons, but that's one way. So with this particular client, um, what happened was they realized that they were doing exactly what I just said. They were they were trying to get this technology into place. They had not thought about how people would be reacting to the new technology from a human standpoint. So I began working with them uh, recently recently. And the first stage is always around assessment. So the first thing we did was, okay, where are you now? What stage is the technology digital transformation in? In their case, it's just early days. So it's a good timing to do the change leadership. And then we looked at who's on the leadership team. And then how does each of those senior leaders look at the change themselves? In other words, they've obviously bought, bought in if it's become ubiquitous in the organization or the majority of them have. So then what? how are they leading their teams? And often what happens when we're doing transformation of any kind is communication breaks down. So it might be really crystal clear at that senior level, maybe even the next level below senior level. But then the manager level, supervisor level, somehow it gets lost in translation. And so that's where uh, the change leadership comes into play because we look at, okay, What are the conversations that are being had? Questions that I ask, are you doing consistent one-on-ones with your team members to to contextualize everything for them, giving them that play-by-play on, here's why we decided to go with this technology. Here's how it's going to make your job easier. Here's what you need to learn in order for your job to be and your work to be easier. Here's how we're going to support you. And giving them time for questions, giving them time to resist the change before they embrace it. So all of that is part of that whole assessment piece. And then what we do is spend time coaching specifically the CEO. And the CEO gets coached because he or she or they need to buy into this human approach that we're taking. And the CEO coaching is all around does this technology, okay, you got the vision of the technology. Let's look at the players and the teams and where the hiccups could be and how we could proactively address and communicate with those people so that the change is happening more smoothly in different departments. Uh, and then also the coaching extends to the senior leadership team. So everybody on the team gets the access to the coaching specific to change leadership. So how do we make the changes humanly so that people can adapt to the technology change changes more easily? And then once that coaching and that coaching usually typically with the CEO and the the senior leaders goes six months to 12 months, depending on, on a number of factors, but as we evaluate the success of that over time, we then move the coaching to the next level. So, uh, senior leaders below the next level below them. So the coaching to them to director level or whatever that is in your organization, and they get exposure to the coaching on change leadership. How do they do change? How do they lead change for their teams? What are the dynamics of their teams? So we're going through the organization. And then from there we go to the manager supervisory level and give them the kit, the equip them with the. Skills skills for change and helping them to become change leader coaches to their team members. So the benefit of doing all that is you speed up the change or the transformation. You are actually putting your money where your mouth is when you say that you're a people first organization. So you're really dealing with the human responses to change and you're willing to have those conversations around where they're struggling Uh, You're willing to look at, you know, do our leaders have the skills necessary to lead the change as far as empathy, uh, the the emotional intelligence skills, communication, uh, the ability to inspire, the ability to, uh, you know, be clear and concise on expectations. All of those are necessary for successful change to be implemented. So, you know, the case study is, you know, medical organization, industry wanting to do a digital transformation. And recognize they needed to do change leadership as well as, and the end result is the progress is already evident in that people are uptaking the change in a much more flexible, resilient way. Um, And that's measured based on surveying. So survey before, survey during, survey after. So there's measurements and metrics so that we can ensure that we know that it is working. So, yeah, I just share that with you as a, you know, uh, if you're listening to this and you're a leader and you're thinking, oh, yeah, our organization, they just pushed the change on us and we didn't get a chance to do anything but react. Um, your opportunity is to, you know, look at that and go, okay, do we, would we benefit from change leadership approach at this time? But even for yourself personally, if you don't have the influence to do that, you can look at how do you yourself become a change leader because you can impact and influence change from wherever you are. And if that is how you feel and you're motivated and inspired by what I'm sharing in this case example... I would suggest, you know, you can go to. Uh, actually, I'm going to give you a cheat hack here. You can go to ChatGPT and you can say, "Can you give me a synopsis of Cheryl Cran's book, The Art of Change Leadership?" And it will give you the key points about what it takes to be a change leader. And then from there, if you want more, dig down deep detail. You could actually go and get the book, um, or or I have hundreds of videos on YouTube as well. And there is now AI that lets you uh, do a synopsis of videos as well. So you don't even have to watch the videos anymore. You can literally say, what are the key points of this video by Cheryl Cran? Uh, so there, there's there's a lot here as far as um, change leadership. I, I've been, you know, talking about this for two decades. I am a huge Advocate for helping humans handle change. And I think that now, even more than ever before, that is the imperative. And that's why this podcast is called The Future is Human, because we have to recognize that we're dealing with humans here. We are not robots. We are not the AI. We are not unemotional robotic beings we are human beings and that means being willing to get into the humanity of what it means to be a leader the humanity of dealing with what people have going on in their lives and being able to resource them and support them and guide them um, and of course hold them accountable to what they're uh, responsible for as well with empathy So a lot there. I just wanted to give a brief overview of an example of a client. And um, if you have any questions, you know, you can always reach out to me, Cheryl at nextmapping.com or go to our website, nextmapping.com. Thanks so much for listening and take care. We'll see you on the next one.